your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to uh, Tuesday. Is it only Tuesday? 608 785 I was excited, and then I'm like, oh, it's Tuesday. But it is really nice out. Oh, my God. Everybody just speed home as fast as you can and then go outside and play. It's really nice out. Even if you're a 50-year-old man, you go outside and play. It's totally awesome out. Go for a muddy hike in the uh, closed Hickson Forest. 608-785-7914. Coming up on the show, Joshua Johnson. He's the Campbell Town Chair. He's been doing that a year, and uh, Campbell's been on bottled water for a year. So it's been pretty fun for him, I'm sure. Uh, we're going to talk about the PFAS pollution situation in the town of Campbell. Uh, just can't imagine. I, I can imagine a little bit, but not for a year. So Campbell's people in Campbell, people on the island there, French Island, have been on bottled water for a year. Over a year, I think it's been since last January or two Januarys ago, I guess. Uh, just think about, I have a private well. We get it tested you know, once a year or whatever, but uh, every once in a while the, it breaks and then you don't have water. And if you've ever been in that situation or when your electricity goes out, it's kind of the same deal. Like you go into the next room, you hit the light switch and you're like, oh yeah, the electricity's out. Sit on the couch, you hit the TV remote. Oh yeah. Go to the bathroom, turn the faucet on. Oh yeah. The water is broke. The, 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 the pump isn't working or the well is broken right now and uh, we're not getting water. So, and you do that about 50 times before you think of your, how, how silly you are and dependent are, you are on these things. But that's, that's what they're going through in the town of Campbell. The uh, bottled water for drinking, bottled water for cooking. I'm not sure about brushing teeth and I don't think they just pour bottled water on themselves to take a shower. I think they can take a shower. But there seems to be just talking from talking with Josh before the show. There seems to be some other issues too with where that water goes after you do shower with PFAS contaminated water, and we'll get into that a little bit too. Um, there was news yesterday that Wisconsin Attorney General Josh Call had filed lawsuits against Tyco, who I believe was using the firefighting foam at the airports that goes right into the groundwater and then contaminates it with PFAS pollution. And Johnson Controls, which was the group that was supposed to oversee that and kind of consult Tyco on the use of firefighting foam, and they just didn't do, you know, an environmental consulting. Didn't do that. Well, we don't need to... We don't need to investigate what happens to the firefighting foam after the fire is out. We don't have to do that, you know, the everything. We really should be testing everything that we put into the ground and uh, deciding whether or not it's good for us because I don't think we do that a lot from fertilizer to uh, bug control and all that stuff. And just uh. Anyway, so it should be a pretty interesting conversation. Uh, you know, we, it's another one of those uh, put yourself in their situation. How would you feel about it? There should be some compassion here for the people on French Island. Uh, and then what are their options? Because it doesn't sound like the, uh, it does, you know, some of the options seem plausible but expensive. The other options seem doable, but I, I, I would feel nervous about it. So there's there's just no easy way uh, for, there's no easy solution for them. And, um, and it's been a year and that's why it's been a year, I think, because the, 
The federal government has, they came out a while ago with like a three or five year plan. Uh, the state legislature, Governor Tony Evers put out a, a, a big plan in his budget. There was multiple steps, uh, PFAS standards, testing, um, scientists to, to study this stuff and funding uh, testing labs and hazardous substances, discharge investigations, all this stuff was in Governor Evers' budget, but Governor Evers is a Democrat and the legislature is Republican. So we didn't, uh, we didn't add, we, we basically threw his budget away. Republicans created their own budget and Evers signed it instead of, you know, fighting. I guess you could blame Evers for signing that budget, but, uh, Republicans did, dedicate instead of the 25 million dollar multi-step plan from evers republicans did a one million dollar plan to help get firefighting foam away from 800 departments so and i don't know if that's happening yet and then the federal government has like a multi-step plan that's so far down the road that it's it's just going to be you know a snail it's going to crawl to the finish line and probably the people in campbell probably be gone by then 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I'm going to bring Joshua on here in a couple minutes. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914. Make it the text line for now because Josh Johnson is on with me. He is not the former Marlins pitcher, Josh Johnson, but he's the Campbelltown chair. Uh, You you mentioned to me, this is a, you're a year into the job. You mentioned this to me off the air. Um, been a fun year for you, huh? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Rick. Um, yeah, it's been a learning experience. Obviously, I'm not the oldest guy around. Um, I was 26 when I got elected, so here I am a year later at 27. And I've been around kind of – I've lived on the town of Campbell my whole life, so I know how the politics work, but it's been eye-opening for sure. Um, and – right around the time that you must've took over is about the time that Campbell went to bottled water because of the PIFA situation, right? It's, it was last Jan, two Januarys ago, correct? Yeah, it was right before I got elected. So I kind of knew that this was coming down the pipeline going in. And I thought that with, I went to school to be an engineer, a mechanical engineer. And so I thought with my background, I'd probably be able to help some. Yeah. How's that going? <laughs> it's going good. I mean, I I know a lot of the science behind this stuff, and it the comprehension of it isn't too bad for me. Um, it's it's the politics and the policy and legal and dealing with people. I mean, engineers are usually pretty closed off people, um, and so being out in the public eye has kind of been different for me. But I'm adjusting. It's all right. I mean, the town of Campbell's got a lot of good people in it, and everybody's been very respectful from town board meetings to people I run into out on the streets to people that call me out of the blue, whether it's an issue with trash in a park or something. I mean, everybody's been good. Okay. So the, the PIFA situation on French Island, uh, essentially we're, we're still at the, the, we're still at the fact that the airport had firefighting foam with PIFA's contamination in it. That, that affected the groundwater, the, the city wells first shut down, and then and then you guys started testing your wells sometime later, and and discovered oh all our waters or most of our waters contaminated. Yeah, so it was actually I think 2014 2015 time span that uh, the city of Lacrosse was part of an emerging 
compound research in drinking water. And so a couple of the wells that they had tested for were wells 24 or 23 and 24 over on Fisherman's Road, um, which is on French Island, but it's technically City of La Crosse property. Those wells reside inside the airport. Um, but they're fairly close to where they used to have test burns and firefighting training for the city where they'd actually put these fires out with this foam. Um, and they've been doing that since the 60s and 70s. Um, they found elevated levels of PFAS in their water. And for a time, they were actually trying to flush that compound out into the Black River to get rid of it to see if they could get those wells back up to snuff. And they eventually shut them off. I, I'm not sure the exact time frame of when they shut them off, but I think they ran them for at least a year or two, knowing what was in them. Mm-hmm. And then, how long? How long do you did you guys decide do you, you have to do you you shut your wells down, or do you you continue to use your wells? You just don't drink the water, right? Yeah. So everybody on French Island, um, with the exception of our commercial businesses, are on or some of. Uh, some of our commercial businesses are on private wells. And so the part that really rubs a lot of the residents of the town of Campbell the wrong way is that they didn't know that this stuff was there. And so you got to look at it from our perspective of if the city of La Crosse knew that this stuff was in their wells 23 and 24 in the airport as early as 2014, 2015, and we didn't find out until... 20 late 2020 they started testing the wells in those homes south of the airport and found this rampant contamination mm-hmm. i mean that's five six years that people were drinking contaminated water in those neighborhoods is it one of them deals where it, if if i have a private well i need to specially test for pifas otherwise it's just not part of a standard test yep it is not part of a what's considered a standard test and it's really not part of a standard test for municipal drinking water at this point. Um, once the drinking water quality standard goes into effect for the state of Wisconsin that was passed uh, a couple weeks ago, then it will be. But as of right now, it's all voluntary. And so the city of La Crosse wasn't legally obligated to tell Campbell that these two wells over there were contaminated. But as part of being a good neighbor, I mean, it would have been the courteous thing to do, in my opinion. Yeah, it would have been nice, at least then, just the dilemma would have started a lot earlier uh, and maybe maybe would have gotten out because it seems like this dilemma now is all over the country. We're starting to figure this out, but it seems weird that maybe we should have been figuring this out a couple of years ago. Yeah, here we sit five, six years behind the ball because we just flat out didn't know. Is the Are there, are there cases of this in in the rest of the country where these cases are five, six years old? Yeah, um, actually, they started finding this stuff up around the Twin Cities in the late 90s. So this stuff's been around a while. They've known about it for a while, but as far I don't think they've known how widespread it is. Okay. What is um, late? What it's is, all over the state of Wisconsin. I mean, when we started looking into this, when I got on his chair last year, there were 50 sites affected in the state of Wisconsin. Now I think it's closer to 100, and it seems to grow by the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Wausau, Eau Claire, Madison, um, La Crosse's Wells that they had, Marinette, Peshtigo, that area. I mean, it's everywhere. What's life like with your, you know, I, I, I tried to I tried to convey this to the audience before I had you on, just the idea of, I have a private well, so every once in a while the well breaks, the water pump doesn't break, and I don't get water. And you know, I, I hit my faucet about five, six times a day that day to be and just go, oh yeah, the water doesn't. I'm an idiot. 
Uh, kind of like when your electricity goes out, you hit the light switch a couple of times. You're like, oh yeah, the electricity's out. Um, but the, but when you're when you're doing this for a year, it's it seems really frustrating. But um, what what things can you and can't you do with uh, with the wells the way they are? Well, I'll start by saying that I'm it's an inconvenience for me. I mean, I'm 27 years old. I'm in good shape. I'm healthy. Toting the water bottles around is not a big deal for me. I, I really feel for our elderly residents that got to tote these things in and out. I mean, water's eight pounds a gallon and you're hauling a five gallon jug in and out. That's a lot for somebody that's in their seventies and eighties to be lugging a 40 pound jug of water around it and bringing it up to the top of a water cooler and putting it in. Um, so we're using that water for drinking and cooking. Um, a lot of people use it to brush their teeth. Some people look at it and say, well, I'm only rinsing. I think most people should be, using it to rinse as well. And anytime it's going around your mouth that you're going to be drinking it, you probably should be. Um, but we're using the water out of the wells to shower, um, do laundry, clean around the house, water the lawn. Um, and there's like last year where my girlfriend and I were planting a garden and we didn't know whether or not it was safe to use the water to water the garden. And so we were, we ended up doing some research and looking at the uptake in plants and seeing how much of that can be absorbed into the food. Cause I mean, you grow tomatoes, and they're a large percentage of a tomato is water. And if you're watering it with PFAS water, how much of that's getting leached out of your soil? Well, that or, or if you have a sprinkler and the sprinkler is dripping onto a tomato, does that does that get absorbed? I don't know. Yeah, so what, what we ended up finding, and I mean, this became a pretty common question for a lot of people on the island because it was last spring, and they said, well, I'm having a garden. What What are my options here? And they said that if your water's below the 20 parts per trillion standard, you're all right to have a garden. I mean, the uptake that it gets, I mean, the the issue isn't the soil. The issue is more the water that you're putting into the soil. Um, A lot of the stuff that runs most people's wells are at 60, 65 feet. And that's where you're drawing all the PFAS from. And so if you have like, we did a rain barrel that we caught a lot of the rain coming off the roof of the house and we were using that. So it's not so much a concern that it's going to be, your topsoil is all contaminated. It's more the groundwater than anything. Okay. 608-785-7914. If you want to text in Josh Johnson's the Campbelltown chair, we're talking about the PFAS problem. I, I heard this, and do, did you get this when you're doing your research? When you take a shower, the steam from the shower is PFAS water, and you're breathing that in. That's harmful. Is that any any knowledge to that? That is the first I've heard of it, so I can't comment on whether that's an issue or not. Okay. It'll we, be haven't, something. we haven't been advised not to use the water to shower. I don't, we'd really be in a pickle if that were the case. Well, I was going to say, you'll be on Google after the show checking uh, to see if you're, <laughs> you're breathing in PFAS, if that's, if the, the contaminated water can harm you in that way. Um, the other thing that you brought up before the show that I thought was interesting. So you're, you, you're doing the dishes with PFAS water, right? Yep. And and you said you're taking showers. So where does that water go? So all the town of Campbell homes are on City of La Crosse sewer. We're contracted with them. Um, so all of our wastewater goes through the sewer system over to the City of La Crosse and down to the treatment plant at Iowa Plume. And even with the city's new $100 million upgrade they're doing at the treatment plant, there isn't anything in there that treats for PFAS. So it's essentially getting passed through and out to the river where it's hopefully diluted, but I mean, the stuff never goes away. So it's going to accumulate eventually. 
All right. So there's and, there's one more dilemma that we should probably have a conversation about. Not you and I, but just in general. Uh, maybe the the city needs to make some adjustments to that plan, or uh, we need to figure that out because we're just contaminating what you guys are doing. Is your you're sending your water into the Mississippi River, which goes to the Gulf of Mexico. So then it gets to the Galapagos Islands. You're killing the sea turtles, essentially. Have you have you banned straws on the on the island yet, Josh? No, no. But we say skip a shower, save a sea turtle. Okay, <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it is interesting, right? Like we're sending uh, contaminated water that has this uh, thing that you can't get get rid of. Uh, into the Mississippi River because we're not treating it going the going out going the other way. So, no, I agree with you. I mean, I I really like to hunt and I really like to fish, and you keep a lot of uh, you keep a lot of your fish, you keep a lot of ducks, and you don't know what's accumulated in them when you go to eat them. I mean, there even there's areas out east that you shoot a deer, they advise you not to eat the deer because of the buildup of PFAS in it. I'm getting a text here from Kevin. He says, "Can you can the wells be dug deeper? Can you go what do you say, 65 feet? If you got deeper, would it be better?" Um, I know people with wells that are up to 100 feet that it does not seem to make a difference. Um, I actually know a guy that's building a house on the island right now, and he dug his well knowing that he was going to use it for stuff around the house, but he couldn't drink out of it. So there's five thousand dollars down the drain that. Until we get something figured out, as well, it's pretty much useless to him except for cooking and doing laundry. Or not cooking. I apologize. Yeah, I mean, it does cooking seems like a weird one. You can use the you can or can't use the water for cooking. You cannot. You're not supposed to use the water for cooking. Okay, so but your, you can. Your cooking for, should be bottled water. Okay, so like if I'm boiling noodles, not bottled water. Yep, bottled water. Okay, or you just you could just deep fry everything too. You could do that. I mean, you could, but that might take you out in a hurry. Yeah, everyone on Campbell has gained 50 pounds because they're no longer using water to boil noodles. They're deep frying them. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the text line if you want to get in here. Josh Johnson is going to continue with us after the break. When we wanted, I want to talk about solutions here, and I want to talk about the, uh, the, the fight over what is safe to drink. Uh, for people on the town of Campbell, because uh, the, there's a there's a fight in in the state government, so to speak, on on what is and isn't safe. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the text line. Josh Johnson is the Campbell Town Chair. He's been doing this a year. We're talking PFAS, which they've been dealing with on bottled water anyway for a year, uh, but been dealing with. PFAS a little bit more than a year, but you've, you've lived there for a while, right, Josh? So this is, you've, you've lived this whole experience, right? Yeah, I was actually, uh, I was born on French Island back in the nineties. So I'm a, I'm young, but I got 11 siblings that were all born and raised on French Island. Um, most of them still live on the Island. Actually. Um, I went off to college and moved right back. I work on the Island. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm about as French Island as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eleven siblings, man, and they all. And so, the, is that eleven private wells then? No, there are. Uh, there's probably between us five, five or six. Okay, I can't keep track. Well, and then, and I, I, we didn't hit on this, but how many? You know, can you just talk about? I, I know you gave me some numbers. You said about twelve hundred residents of the sixteen hundred are on bottled water. Um, the you, you tested about five hundred wells. 
on the island. I guess I don't. I didn't write down how many wells there were, but you kind of gridded them, and most of the wells came up with contaminated PFAS contamination, right? Yeah. So we have about four thousand residents on the island, um, sixteen hundred residences. So that's like sixteen hundred wells, and twelve hundred of those sixteen hundred residences are taking bottled water from the DNR or the City of La Crosse. Okay. Um, we tested. Or I shouldn't say we. The town of Campbell didn't actually go around and conduct any testing because that was on the homeowner. Um, the city of La Crosse tested 130 wells south of the airport, and the DNR tested another 200, I believe, and then the rest of them were private samples that they had submitted to us. So we have a total of about 550 results throughout the town of Campbell, and I think all but maybe a handful had some level of PFAS, and enough of them were elevated that they declared the drinking water advi- the area-wide drinking water advisory for French Island back in early 2021. Well, is it expensive to test your well, and do you have to do it more than, you know, hey, it's contaminated, I don't have to test it anymore. Is that kind of how that works? Yeah, so testing, testing your well is a really interesting thing. Um, obviously, the French Island's between two rivers, and it's got Lake on Alaska on the north side, and the groundwater moves around so much. So your well, I mean, we've seen it could be at five parts per trillion one day and you tested at that same well again, it could be up 20, 25. Um, and and the sh- test is about $500. And so me, myself and town supervisor Lee Donahue, who's kind of been spearheading this whole thing. Um, we tell people just because your well tested at five or 10 doesn't necessarily mean that that water is safe to drink. I mean, if the groundwater moves around and spreads this stuff, it's so small. They say that one part per trillion is equivalent to a drop in an Olympic-sized swimming pool. So it obviously doesn't take much to get in to your water system and start causing harm. Well, and the, and the test takes probably a couple of days to get results back, right? Uh, it's like four, four to five weeks sometimes. Oh, geez. I mean, it, it takes a while. <laughs> so you get the because t- I was going to say, if it was like an instant test, hey, the groundwater is good. You know, pull up as much as you can. Put it in buckets. We'll be good for a couple yeah, hours. Yeah, like a COVID test, one a day. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So, so what is you know you have all so essentially we can assume that the island is contaminated, right? Nobody really is going to be safe from PFAS when it comes to groundwater. Yeah, unless so, everyone over here has a private well, and so unless you can clean up the groundwater, which they're trying to undertake over in Marinette. Johnson Controls is um, they're supposed to have a remediation system online this spring that essentially pumps the groundwater out and pumps it back in and treats it for PFAS in the process. But that's supposed to supposedly like a 30-year process. And so at this point, the assumption is that all the groundwater in the town of Campbell is contaminated. Well, you seem to be in a different position, too, because we, like you said, you're surrounded by water. You're an island. So the water... <clears throat> I feel like the water's always moving. Well, it's not only that, but the water has an elevation difference that cuts the center of the island, too, with the spillway and the lock and dam, and your water is significantly higher on one side than it is on the other. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about solutions here. There, uh, can, can individual homeowners install something in their house that would take PFAS out of the tap, you know, like we, so that you can use the tap water to, to drink and cook again? Yeah, so there's companies that are going around advertising that they can do this um, through, like, an in-home filtration or a reverse osmosis system. Um, one of the things that 
Lee Donahue likes to say is that there's long chain and short chains, and a lot of these filters are not set up to pick up those short chain PFAS. And so they're, it might take out certain ones, but it's not guaranteed to catch all of them. And so a lot of these are like granular activated carbon filters that you're trying to run your water through. Well, eventually that's going to saturate, and then you got a filter there that's full of PFAS, and if you don't catch it in time, you're just leaching off a highly contaminated or a highly concentrated filter that's going into your water. Then comes the flip side of what do you then do with this filter that's got all this toxic chemical in it, and there's nobody lining up at the door right now to dispose of them for people. What do you do with it? Do you take it to the county uh, it hazard? Treated, it gets treated as a hazardous waste, and I don't even know if La Crosse County is accepting them. Yeah, and then what? I wonder what it would cost. Hey, $1, $10, $50, who knows? Uh, also, I have no idea. That's part of this, part of the, with this stuff being emerging that it's really hard to say, what do you do with it? You know, a lot of the science is still being figured out, but the one thing we do know is that it's, toxic to human health in very small concentrations. Well, and I don't want to say I don't want to put the the residents of Campbell into this situation, but I'm sure that when you pull that contaminated filter out of your water filtration system in your house, nobody's throwing that right in the garbage. Right? They're 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 no, disposing nobody. it properly, right? Like We we got a lot of very honest residents and none of them would do that. Right, or just chuck it into the river. <laughs> Like, that's just like, woo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, it's funny. No, it's fun. Um, all right. So so the water filtration. Also, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would trust that thing. And then how Yeah, you're right. How often do you change the filter? Does anyone even really know? I you would have to ask one of the companies going around selling these filtration systems i feel like they i might work they might not i don't know enough about them to tell people one way or the other i feel like i need to ask somebody that studies the companies that have the filtration systems i don't yeah. know because the company somebody would be like right because the company would be like oh yeah you don't have to change them ever or just once a month and then okay so that one that one seems off the table for me like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna install a filtration system in my house that that i'm you know and then how much are the filters and then how do i get rid of them it seems crazy uh, you mentioned treating the groundwater. That sounds is that the thirty year process? That's a thing that would take thirty yep. years to fix. And who knows if it would yep, fix it because because you're an island surrounded by water. Are you going to filtration? Are you going to filter all the the water coming from a, you know north of you downstream? Seems crazy. Um, so the third option would be hooking up to one of the city's municipal water systems or building your own. Um, we yeah we haven't ruled anything out yet. Um, we haven't decided on anything really. Um, the one thing that we are in the process of that'll kind of get us to that point is back in 2005, the town of Campbell entered into a water and fire services agreement with the city of La Crosse. Um, I'm currently working with the town board, um, Mitch Reynolds and then Bernie Lenz, the city head of utilities to renegotiate that agreement. Um, we do have some town of Campbell owned water mains, on French Island, they're serving commercial businesses for the most part, um, up on the south end of Bainbridge and Clinton Street. There's some, and over on Sky Harbor Drive, um, those are water mains that the town of Campbell owns and leases to the city of Lacrosse for a dollar, and they maintain those. The problem with the existing water agreement is it restricts any sort of municipal water service to commercial businesses, and so until we could even think about going another route or doing a municipal water system, we have to renegotiate this agreement. 
so that we can we could provide water to the town as a whole. What do uh, what do the and, residents want to do? What, like what is what is what are the you must have meetings about this? Is there a consensus? Like, clearly, there's not because you've been doing this for a year trying to figure it out. Um, but is there is anyone leaning one way or the other? I think you're going to find a lot of the residents are very very split on the issue. Um, there is historically a ton of bad blood between Town of Campbell residents and the city of La Crosse. A lot of it going back to the issue of annexation. Um, back in the early 2000s, there were a lot of homes. I mean, if you drive down to Comus, those homes are split like 50-50 between the city of La Crosse and the town of Campbell because the homes over there wanted city of La Crosse water, and part of that was they would annex into the city of La Crosse, and then the town of Campbell eventually starts losing so many properties, and eventually there's nothing left to your town. And so a very large chunk of the people are concerned about that. And I am as well. And that's one of the things that while we're renegotiating this water agreement, we're taking out any provisions in there that would imply that a residence can be annexed into the city of La Crosse. If we were to take water from them or some other municipality. Okay. I mean, and, but I mean, it's a very, very hot button issue because people right now aren't paying for their water. They're getting free bottled water. And they're saying, you know, this isn't the worst thing in the world. I know a lot of people are sick of the bottled water, but a lot of people don't want a water bill. And you look at what it would cost to put a municipal system in, and the cost is astronomical. And then it becomes the who's going to pay for it, how are you going to pay for it. And it's it's very, very messy. Yeah, I mean, man, I don't know what astronomical means. Is that $10 billion, $1 million? Um, also, you know, it seems like if we want to solve the problem, like maybe just either hook up, use some American Rescue Plan funding, act funding, right? Do you have that funding available? And you could just, is it, and then just, is, is it as easy as, hey, we're going to hook up with, uh, on Alaska or La Crosse and then the, the, there won't be a water bill because it'll be, it'll come out of the Rescue Plan Act funding or something. So one of, one of the things that I will say is that the town of Campbell, as it sits now, is an unincorporated municipality, and the cleanliness of the groundwater is the responsibility of the Wisconsin DNR. Um, so as far as us paying to clean up the groundwater itself, that's not really the right. town's responsibility. No, that makes sense. Um, I, and the town got 400 and I think it was $420,000 in American Rescue plan money so it was really oh never mind compared to what most other places got i will say that the county has been pretty helpful in shipping in some money um just this week they gave us twenty five thousand dollars to fund our water long-term water feasibility study that we're doing and when they were going to rip up the road and do the county v project which is now put on hold uh they were going to pay for the engineering fees to run water mains underneath that road Okay. Yeah. You, you mentioned before the show, the county has been pretty good help and the city's working with yep. you. I think the city is providing bottled water for certain people on the, on the Island, but you mentioned the DNR. So yep. let's talk about this a little bit. The DNR policy board, which is kind of separate from the DNR itself. Um, they've, they've set some water standards. I think they voted six to one. Is it six? Is there seven people on that board? You'll know, um, to, okay. So from what I understand, they set a water standard for drinking at 70 parts per million, and they just did that a couple of weeks ago. And from what I understand, that's 
70 parts per million is what put you on bottled water in the first place. So they just set the standard at what you guys had to say, no, we're not drinking that. It seems weird. Yeah, so I want to, the DNR policy board is separate from, I don't want to say totally separate, but they're not the DNR that you traditionally think of, like your game officers and the people looking out for your health. That that organization's become a lot more political than it should be. Um, So the we were advocating to have the standards set at what the Department of Health Services in Wisconsin recommends, which is 20 parts per trillion. Mm-hmm. Um, they went and set it at what the federal standard is, which is known to be outdated, at, which is 70 parts per trillion. So now you have all these people on French Island sitting here in limbo, and it's like, well, you've been telling us for the last two years that 70 parts per trillion is unsafe, anything over 20 is unsafe, and then you go and set the standard. So. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of the, our residents feel that it's a slap in the face. The right, it's a sl- Lee Donahue, our town supervisor, testified that day, and their justification for it was pretty much, well, it's going to cost too much to get it down below 20, so why would we do that? And, I mean, you can ignore the problem, but it doesn't mean it's not affecting people. Right, why would we do that? Um, I don't know, our health, we're drinking this stuff, you're not? <laughs> Like it just seems like, yeah, it is. You're right. A slap in the face is what it is. And um, so the the policy board and the and the Minnesota has its own drinking water problems, and it has a standard that's lower than that, right? Instead of twenty, it's fifteen. Instead of seventy, which is the, what the DNR policy board set at, uh, Minnesota standard is fifteen. So you you know your neighbors across the river there uh, are at fifteen. Yeah, I think it's like one point eight in Europe. So I mean it's. It varies from place to place, which is really human beings are human beings. You know, you think you'd probably like to go with the safest assumption. Well, and the last thing you want to hear is, hey, it's going to cost too much to uh, fix the water that we screwed up for you. Yeah, no kidding. Um, all right. So the policy board, who who is helping? I mean, you talked about the county. Um, what what do you what do you think? What is the next step? Like, where are we going to go? And do you have a timetable? Um, I guess the timetable would be we're gonna we're trying to get this agreement with the city of Lacrosse hashed out so that we can move forward with something. What that something is, we don't have a hundred percent hold on yet. Um, we're hoping that sometime this fall, it's looking to be about October, that this inf- the Wisconsin DNR is in charge of distributing the infrastructure money. Um, and they got, I believe, like $150 million. And there's only a few places in the state of Wisconsin that are being provided bottled water by the state because almost everywhere else a responsible party has claimed responsibility for the contamination. So it's us. Um, I don't remember if the one was in Rhinelander or something, and then over in Peshtigo. And so we're by far costing the DNR the most money out of anybody. So I'm really hoping that when they it comes time to divvy up those funds in October, that the town of Campbell is number one on that list. And that would go a long ways towards helping us get something in place. Well, it sounds like they're going to go, hey, we've we've been providing bottled water for you for $500,000 a year. Uh, we're going to take that out of your bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're going to do the opposite of what you think. Uh, did you say the the... the you mentioned this to me. Can you can you explain this? Uh, Lacrosse was awarded about seven million dollars uh, to help out yeah, with people. I, I saw a release from Senator Tammy Baldwin's office um, late last week that said the city of Lacrosse had been awarded like three point seven million dollars for PFAS wellhead treatment. 
I haven't had a chance to talk to Mitch or Bernie about what that's going to entail. Is it three? Um, is it three point? It's, it's something to note. Is it three point seven or seven point three? I think it's three point seven. Okay, I wrote it backwards. Um, yeah, Tammy Baldwin. I think I'm going to have her on next week. I'll mention it, Josh. <laughs> I'll mention that. I'll yeah, ask her. That'd be her. great. Um, she did. I'm interested that, to hear what she has to say. That must be part of the $1.5 trillion uh, inf- uh, plan they, they passed last week, I'm guessing. Because yeah, Tam- I, don't, I, don't, I don't know much about that one. I yeah. saw that today and thought. Yeah, I think yeah. If, if you're saying she put it out, because she put out a release uh, and then there was like 700 bullet points um, on th- what the $1.5 trillion, how much of that would affect Wisconsin. So. Um, yeah, I'm guessing that's it. I'll, I'll check it out after the show. But um, hey, man, I really appreciate you coming on and, and venting, letting <laughs> venting a little bit about the PFAS situation. And uh, good luck. I, if you got any updates, you know, keep us surprised. Will do, Rick. I appreciate you having me on. All right. See you. Yep. All right. That was Josh Johnson, the Campbell Town Chair. They've been drinking bottled water for a year. And PFAS pollution there is kind of affecting all the private wells, and they don't have quite a solution yet, but looks like maybe uh, it sounds like they're just going to have to hook up with municipal water for, for one, from one of their neighbors, but they got to work that out, and that's, that's where the hiccup comes in. All right, we got to take one more break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just going to wrap up here. Got a couple minutes. Uh, Ryan's texted me over and over and over again, but he, it, one of his texts, first of all, he said, just, just call your local plumber because they're going to solve your issue faster than the government is. And we did talk about that. Like a local plumber could come and install some kind of in-water filtration, in-house filtration system. I just, I'm not, I'm not totally sure if I trust that, but also isn't that what municipal water would do? Um, so, yeah, and then he said uh, he was curious about the total amount of dollars spent buying bottled water. So the Wisconsin DNR is spending 500000 to $600,000 a year on town of Campbell residents for bottled water. The City of the Cross, I think, just approved $25,000 a year last week at the council meeting on Thursday for bottled water for the final 10 months of this year. So $2,500 a month additional. So and the oh and the DNR said that five hundred six hundred thousand dollars is indefinitely. You'll be on bottled water indefinitely, which means we have no idea how long this will last. Uh, it it is it was interesting to hear Josh say that some of the the residents were okay with that with just being on bottled water and dealing with it that way because then they don't you know if you're on a private well you pay for your private well and once you're good you don't pay for water so uh, the idea that they're getting people to pay. For the bottled waters, just no, you know, then they're not paying for water still. So what's the big deal? Uh, but I would see it as kind of an inconvenience. Also, I'm a little nervous about even just things like brushing my teeth with PFAS water. I mean, some of that's got to get it, you know, like, can you, is it okay? Whew, it's a lot to take in. Um, the other, the other things that I thought were interesting is just the, uh, the the long-term plan that the Biden administration put out just didn't seem like it was going to help at, immediately. So, like, what is that? It's uh, this three-year plan. We're in year two of that now. It looks like maybe it's a four-year plan. Um, and then the, the fact that the state, we had it in Governor Evers' budget to fight this a little bit, and then the Republicans just threw all that away. They literally just, like, trashed it. Not Maybe not literally, Although, if they got a paper copy of Evers' budget, would they recycle it or trash it? Um, 
yeah. So anyway, I hope that was interesting. Uh, a little compassion there for our neighbors in the town of Campbell. I could feel for them because I've had well water. I haven't had contamination yet, but I've had my well break and super annoying to have to use bottled water. I tell you, I don't know how you guys do it. Appreciate you. Appreciate Josh for coming on and everybody for listening and texting. We'll do it again tomorrow.